I was around seven years old, lying awake on a Friday night while my parents partied in the lounge room. But it wasn't their singing that was keeping me up. It was excitement, because Saturday was footy day. So even though I was in bed, I was fully dressed for the game in my club jersey, shorts, long socks, even my footy boots. I thought about footy constantly. Thanks to my brother Johnny, I already knew the names of some of the famous rugby league players in the NRL. Johnny, who was two years older, was a very good player. Our old man had been a top player too, but as he said himself, he'd blown his chance to make the big time because he wasn't focused enough. He later coached age group teams for years, and every one of his teams won their championship. I lived for winter Saturdays and played footy at lunchtime and after school. While at home, I passed, kicked, tackled, and discussed the game endlessly with Johnny. I ignored bad weather. I just wanted to play. When there weren't enough numbers to make up teams, a few of us kids would still get together and practice. That's where my offloads were born. My entire family was obsessed with the NRL, so it's no surprise, I was too. Rugby league was always part of what we did and what we talked about. And it didn't just come from my old man Samoan's side of the family. My white half-Australian mum's family was into it too. Mum's father, William Bill Woolsey, had been a top league player as well as a boxer and barroom brawler. His reputation was fierce, on and off the field. So rugby league was in my genes. And I guess I was lucky enough to be born with sporting talent. Fast forward about 11 years to 2004, and a dream was on the verge of coming true. I was in Sydney, in the Canary Bulldogs changing room, about to make my NRL debut at age 18 against the Parramatta Eels. And guess what? I'd forgotten my boots! I must have been that nervous packing my stuff. Seven-year-old me would have been shocked. At that moment, I wish I'd slept in them. The team talk started but I couldn't concentrate properly. All I could think was, what do I do? I don't have any boots. I was panicking. Without a word to anyone, I slipped outside to look for my brother in the crowd. Johnny saw me and waved, and I ran over and told him the problem. I asked him if he could drive home fast and get my boots, but he said he didn't need to. He had a new pair in his car that I'd given him when they'd issued us players with heaps of free gear. Phew. After that, I remember warming up. It was a surreal feeling. The same feeling I would experience some years later playing my first game for the All Blacks. Thinking, is this really happening? But at least I knew the Bulldogs players. I'd been hanging around the club the last two years as a young guy on a league scholarship, and even the most feared senior players had been kind and encouraging. I practiced with them, and guys like Giant Willie Mason and Matt Utai had inspired me. So many of them went out of their way to make me feel welcome and treat me like I was one of them, even before I took the field alongside them. But I still felt like an outsider and was aware I had a lot to prove. Hearing the crowd coming into Telsa Stadium, I knew that this was it. All those years of watching NRL and playing with my mates back home, all the practicing and training were about to pay off. I hoped. I hoped. 